Hello, welcome to the second ever audio exclusive Talk Norwich City podcast. And this week, we're all the way to Scotland, Bonnie, Scotland. And we're with the one and only Alan Gow. Gowser, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. You okay? I'm very, very well, thank you. Thanks for spending your time coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure I'm sure you're buzzing to tell us your, your, about your 2009 ex- extravaganza at Norwich, eh? I had a great time. It was short, mind you, but do you do you wish you'd stay for longer? I well, actually, I could probably. I, could, I went. I spoke to Norwich the year before. I was going to come, and Glenn Roder was the manager. They tried to buy me for Rangers, but ah. I, I came down and met. Um, it's a funny story. Actually, I came down and met Glenn Roder with my agent at the time, and they tried they tried to buy me for Rangers. They agreed a fee, and I came down and met him for the day, but it, it didn't really work out at the time. <laughs> I met him, and then Gunny had actually Gunny had picked me up at the airport. He was showing me around the place, and then <laughs> I ended up coming back. Then he was a manager when I came down on loan. Are you trying to say you don't like Glenn Ryder? No, I got on fine with Glenn Ryder. Just I just met him and I just made a chat for an hour or so, and then I didn't really think it was for me. And just at the time, I wanted to play for Rangers no matter what, but I wasn't in the manager's plans, so. That's why they were trying to get money for me and try to sell me. And I'd, I'd done well as on loan at Blackpool, so I, it, I could probably move to a few clubs at the time. You know what I mean? But I just thought it wasn't right for me at the time. Just a few, a few discussions I had with the manager. And I was only a young boy as well at the time. So when you're young, you're a wee bit immature as well. Probably a, a few decisions I made maybe wrong, but at the time I, I wanted to play certain positions. I enjoyed it, man. I don't know if he seen me as the kind of player that. He, as if I was going to get a kind of role that I wanted at the club, he was probably, as it happens, a lot of clubs end up getting because you're left sided. You play out wide left. I didn't really like playing out wide left, to uh. be honest. So I just thought well, it wasn't perfect for me at the time, but it was a massive club. Obviously, I came for Rangers, yeah. but it was a massive club, a stadium, and everything. What's the what's what's the what's the story with? Because um, I tell you what, I, I was obviously, of course, doing my research prior to this experience with you, um, and there's there is a there's a vicious rumor that the reason why it didn't work out at Rangers was with another um, former Canary, Kyle Lafferty. Is that true? Question mark. What do you mean? Well, did 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 Kyle Lafferty? Was him coming in at Rangers? Did, did that spell the end of your experience with them, or was it just purely? No, not really. I think it was just because Rangers had tried to try to sell me for kind of no long when I was in the door. I'd done well in Scotland, and then I was Walter Smith's first signing. But I'd already agreed to go to Rangers under Paul Le Guin, so it was. I, I don't know. It was Walter's first signing, but I was probably already. I'd already agreed to go to them, and Walter wasn't even the manager, so I'd come in the door, and then we made probably. Five or six signings. We signed Stephen A. Smith, obviously, who's ah. a We signed Kenny Miller, and they already had Chris Boyd, Nacho Novo, and then he signed uh, two French guys, uh, Darsville and Daniel Cousin at the time. So, to play as a centre forward, I was probably further down the line than I wanted to be, and then it was either play out wide or centre mid. So, with a big squad at the time, we got we got the UEFA Cup final. So, it, it was a successful side. You know what I mean? I wasn't playing at the start, so I think I actually used to play with Owen Coyle, who was the manager at Burnley at the time, and when they tried to buy Kyle Lafferty, uh, Burnley asked for me to be part of the deal, but the same the same kind of scenario with Norwich, I went down and spoke to, to Burnley, but I'd, I'd probably hang out two and a half years left my contract at Rangers, and I'm a Rangers fan, so I was like, 
I wanted to stay there even if I was, I was still involved, but I wasn't going to leave and go to Burnley for less money at the time financially when I was on. The Rangers were just trying to make me go as part of the deal, so uh, it, I decided not to go, you know what I mean? But That sounds like such... I still an... Kyle after that anyway, but, so I don't think it was any, oh, okay. any difference. That sounds like such an incredible experience, Alan, being a Rangers fan and being a part of the squad that got to the UEFA Cup final, right? Uh, it was great, just didn't work out for me. It was my dream to play for Rangers, but it never worked out for me because I wasn't involved, so you don't feel the same. Obviously, I was on the bench. I was on the bench against Fiorentina in the semis, and then when I got to the final, we knew there was people that weren't fit for months. They were saying they were fit for the final, so <laughs> it was just one of the things that I ended up getting left out for the final, but obviously it was a great experience. We were out at Florence, and we won there as well, so it was great. Great. It was probably a great achievement for me for where I came from. I, came, I played in like the old first division, which is the second division now in Scotland. So that's where I started off at my local team, Claybank. And then I was, what, 17, 18 when I was there and then still managed to make it to Rangers when I did the time I was 25. So I had quite a, quite a quick rise, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So I don't regret it. I could have probably, at the time, I could have chose any club I really wanted. And it wasn't financially about me. I could have went to England and got three times what I was earning at Rangers. But at the time, it was either, I only wanted to go to Rangers Celtic and I was supposed to go to Celtic kind of most of the season and then at the last minute David Murray phoned me and asked me if I wanted to play for Rangers so I ended up going and meeting Rangers and then when I was doing my medical in Glasgow at Ross Hall the hospital um, Celtic phoned up and asked if I wanted to go over to Parkhead instead but in hindsight probably Gordon Strachan and the way Celtic played probably suited me better than the way Rangers played we were a bit more physical and kind of went a bit route one and Maybe if I went to Celtic, I'd have played more. But at the time, I'd agreed to play for Rangers, and I, I was always a fan, so that's why I ended up going there. I was going to say that must have been a really strange experience with you, because I mean, for me personally, if if, if Ipswich Town off, offered me a contract on say triple the money I was on now, that must have presented a, a, an issue for you. You must have gone, well, hang on a minute, I'm a Rangers fan. What what was that uh, like? Well, it's different, obviously. You've been in Glasgow yourself, so you know what it's like that I yeah. wanted. It's a wee bit different. It's, Ferocious. It, it can get a bit bad sometimes, but I grew up a Rangers fan, but then as I started playing with Clyde Bank and then I went to Airdrie and Falkirk, I ended up playing against Rangers and Celtic, so it doesn't become a big deal after that. So at the end of the day, I was delighted that Celtic were interested in us and I was I was probably going to sign with Celtic, but then the Rangers thinking about first before it. And to be fair, a few other moves that I've got off the back of playing in Scotland, it's always been... Gordon Stratton that's recommended me <laughs> which is kind of funny because he was obviously Celtic manager for such a long time yeah that, uh, I just I, I'm fascinated with Joe I've got I've got a ton of questions because it gets a hell of a lot more interesting but let, but let's start of course let, let's now fast forward to <laughs> 2009 Norwich City Football Club so Gunny takes you under his wing and he, and he shows you around what was that like turning up at a club like Norwich? Were, were, were you impressed? What were your first impressions? I was impressed, but obviously the first thing anybody play, player does is when, when they ask about a club or somebody wants them, you Google them and look at the stadium and look at the players and that. But I already knew a few players there because David Marshall was there. Yeah. Fozzie. I was good pals with Matt Fozzie. So Fozzie, then I became good mates with Marsh and I'd played against Simon Lappin for years when he was at St Murren. The King of Spain. So, <laughs> so I knew I knew quite a lot of the players there already, so which was which was handy, you know what I mean. And you, I went down and met. That was the first time you talked about. I went down and met Glenn Roder. 
and then Gunny just picked us up and kind of showed me the stadium, and then I went to meet Glen Roder for a while, but it was interesting chat anyway. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Uh, so, so what? So then, you, you've obviously come in as 2009 was a, an extremely turbulent time for our football club. What was it like being a part of that season? Because it was not great to say the least. No, wasn't it? <laughs> I came in and. I came, became good friends with Manny, obviously the kit man as well, who's Scottish, so yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. group is, and as soon as I came down, I became probably best mates with um, David Mooney, who was on loan as well, for, I think he was on loan for Redden at the time, and we Wes, so we, we all got on great, so I loved it, to be fair, I was, doing, I was only there for about four months, but when I got there, I think we were in the bottom three, but I really enjoyed my time. I loved it, to be honest. It's just unfortunate the situation. I went doing that so with a lot of loan players and Chris Kevin had come down with me at the same time as well for Celtic on loan. So there's probably too many is actually on loan. But, too too many mad Scots. Uh, aye, too many Scots. I don't know about that. <laughs> just too many on loan. <laughs> So, so go on then. You're, you're touching upon quite quite a, quite a funny bit, I think. Here, I think you've mentioned Mark Fotheringham. So, so go on. Give 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 us some funny stories. Then there must you must have had a whale of a time with Mark Fotheringham. <laughs> I don't I don't want to slag him. He's a good guy. <laughs> Great professional. I'll give you one story though. That I was um, obviously pals with Laps. I used to share him with Laps. We were in the and. Um, we were actually talking, Fozzie had fell, I think Fozzie had fell out with Gunny the week before at Preston, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Gunny took him off, so Fozzie went mad and I think they told him we wouldn't play again, which I thought was about half soon. But anyway, we were, we were laughing and joking in the hotel on the Friday night and um, Lap says to me, you never guess what I miss. He says, I said, what do you mean? He says, um, basically Fozzie's missy was talking to Lap's missy and she's saying, oh, Simon's not been playing the room. She's like, obviously, just terrible mood at the weekend if he's not involved or whatever. And she's saying, if we were, she's like, last weekend, Mark's got me out of the park throwing volleys. He done anything, but a top player. That's how he's obviously doing well. He's going to do well in the coaching now. He's coaching, been coaching in Germany as well, yeah. so. No, he's flying, isn't he? And Good do you, do you, so has. Do you who, who else do you keep up with in the Norwich scene these days? Fozzie? Well, I, hadn't, um, I hadn't actually spoke to Laps for a while there until I went back and played Wes to, uh, Testimonial, but still obviously keep in touch with Wes and David Mooney and uh, Marsh and uh, Manny, the kit man as well. Do you? <laughs> so oh, still, what still a, got a lot he of was. pals from the club, you know what I mean? He could have a, he could have a, he could have a beer or two, couldn't he? Aye, aye. He told me. He told me not to tell any story. <laughs> and so, go on then. Best dressed, worst dressed. Best dressed. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, yeah. A lot of the boys like looking after themselves, don't they? <laughs> Sammy. Sammy uh, Klingon. Aye. No, the boys were good boys, smart. To be fair, the worst dressed was the club. Aye, worst, worst dressed Crofty. Terrible, mate. Worst dressed Lee Croft. Oh million percent mate yeah he's he's just I mean I, I, I can't be I mean I don't even get me started on that man Lee Croft <laughs> where do I begin with Lee Croft it's funny because he's the brunt of banter from, from Huckabee he uh, always gives him stick online he always uh, gives him stick online he can take the stick to be fair <laughs> yeah. a good boy he deserves it as well you know what um, so let's I've now I've, I'm really keen to, to break into this section now Alan at what point did you end up in India playing football? Um, where was I last? I was at Notts County and 
Paul Ince was the manager there, so I ended up going down there in a short-term deal after I'd been playing at Motherwell for a while. And um, basically, I hurt my carries or something in the last game, so they start my carries and ended up going for an operation. And they said I wouldn't be fit till the September time. So I was just obviously going to let things run, and Notts County had asked me to go back if I went fitness is okay, but I got a phone call that summer from my agent at the time, Kenny Moyes, and he'd said he'd done like my last few transfers, and he says, oh, as a manager in India, was asking about you, a guy, Trevor Morgan. He says, he used to be the reserve team manager at Hull, he knows you. He says, would you be interested in going to India? And I was thinking, Pff, I don't know, I think, I think I was 29 or, I think I was 29, 30, and I said, I don't know, and then, and then he told me the wages. <laughs> I said, I'll go and have a look. <laughs> So, so you're admitting that you went to India for the money? Aye, definitely, aye. <laughs> and so it was, it was East it Bengal. Was a great experience, but I wouldn't have went there without the money, obviously. It was East Bengal. And so, so how, how long were you there for? Would you run a podcast for India for less money? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what was it uh, like playing football in India? It was actually the, you ever heard of VJ Malia? He owns he owned Kingfisher Beer and Kingfisher Airline. I'm with you. So he owned the two clubs, like, ah. basically like Rangers and Celtic in the one city. And basically he owned the two clubs in the city, Mohan Bagan and East Bengal. So okay. he owned the two of them. So that's, I went there to play for East Bengal one, which is kind of more kind of Bangladesh immigrants <laughs> support them. But it's a massive, like, I think it was like 120,000 at the cup final. No, really? Yeah. I've, I under- I've underestimated this. And they're like, I think the keeper was terrified. He died the wrong way. They were flowing bricks and flares and everything on the park. Oh, no, really? Uh, was it a bit crazy yeah. playing in India? Because you don't hear... I've never heard of anyone plying their trade in India. I'm very impressed, uh, but also it's when, questioning it's, your it's sanity. It's a bit bigger now, so... They have a football agency work out there. They have a friend when I met over there. Yeah. But it's kind of big. I think a lot of bigger names have been out there in the end. I think Robbie Keane played there last year as well, didn't he? So Did he? There's been a lot of kind of... Uh, a lot of, I think Robbie Keane, Wes Brown. There's been a lot of bigger ah. names like, when they finished Del Piero and stuff like that, but kind of went over and finished there. How was the food? What's your, Indian, mate. What's your, the time, but what's your go-to I'm not, curry? No, nah, I'm not really a curry, man. I don't like the spices, mate. So no, I really? Lived a, I lived in a nice um, Swiss hotel, so it was basically just European food. Oh, I didn't right, really okay. like going out and eating the, the Indian <laughs> stuff for me, mate. So you went to India and you didn't you didn't have a curry whilst you were there? <laughs> Tried one or two, mate, but not for me. Too hot. <laughs> okay, right. So this not this then me. get this then gets but a bit. It was a great experience. Like the the people in that were brilliant and looked after yeah, me. Like, yeah, I bet. You treated like a king there, mate. It was unbelievable. So then it gets a bit it gets a bit weirder. So for all the Norwich City fans that are thinking, right, so Alan Gow is now in India. Well, it gets better. So you then try to sign for, and I'm gonna. You, you need to give me a hand here pronouncing this. You try to sign for an Iranian club called Ra Iran Tehran FC, uh, <laughs> but the UK government stopped the move. What on earth happened there, Alan? Well, just basically when I've been playing in India, the agent through in India that was working with me, managed Kishler. He was he contacted me and says. This club in Iran, who's actually the manager, was Ali Dai. So I think he's got probably one of his famous Iranian players. He played for Bayern Munich. So how many? He was the manager, and his brother was the assistant. And he says they've asked if you'll go over. Obviously, it was a good move financially as well. So at that stage, in your career, a bit older. So I said, "Well, I'll go and see them." I says, "But 
Alan, I love your approach here. I love your approach. You're always going to see anyone if the money's right. You always, you're just seeing everyone, aren't you? It's just a job. Some things, mate. Once once you've once you've lived your dreams, mate, it's a job after that. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Very, so, very true. It was. Um, I flew out on Christmas Eve, I think, to Dubai, and my friend, obviously, who you met, Roger, was staying with at the time. Yeah. At Dunstan Hall, so we flew out to um, Dubai, and um, we ended up there Christmas Eve, and then I had to wait because they had phoned my agent, and then phoned up, and they says you needed. Um, you're off to I have to get a visa, but there's been something happened. There was problems at the time. I think the British Embassy had been burned down or something, so you couldn't get a visa. Wow. So, but so you, basically, you, you were very, you were genuinely considering joining that club, Rara uh, and Tehran FC. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Alan, I can't help but laugh because this is just what a journey you've been on. Uh, it was went over, but. I basically just went myself there on I think flew to Dubai Christmas Eve, so it was kind of Christmas Day when we were all there and we were over training. But it was like nice city to run, but it was just a bit strange. They were they just told me to do a fitness test, and I must have ran for about forty minutes just doing laps in the park. <laughs> A bit crazy. Was, I thought Tehran was going to be hot as well. It was freezing. We... <laughs> <laughs> did you did you like the cuisine there or not? <laughs> I only ate there one night. Me, I <laughs> so I, I just I can't even believe you considered it. I mean, this place is a war zone, and you were honestly up for playing football there. No, I don't think. I think it's worse than people make it. It wasn't like that at the time at all. Oh, okay, it was, it, it's actually a nice city when you go out there. Sure. But, uh, at the time, obviously, I'd been living in India, so it was totally different. I just you can't. Know, I was in the hotel, but it was, it was totally different. So I went there and basically done the fitness test, and I met them, and they were like, there was about four or five guys, and then there was an Iranian guy, Bedat, who was the agent, I always remember him. Still contacts me, asked for players, and he, he was standing next to me doing the translating, and there was basically a wee guy walking about behind me, like, the only way to describe him was like Beg at a train spotting. Do you remember Beg at a train spotting with a big moustache? <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> Basically, um, he keeps walking about, but he's dressed like a tramp, and I'm saying, he's floating about, and I'm saying to the raining guy, who is this? Like, it's okay, it's okay. And they keep walking about, and I'm saying, what's happening here? So they've, they've offered you the money, like a net, money, tax, whatever, and I'm saying, well, when do you get, how do you get paid? They say, we open a rainy bank, and I says, look, I can't get the money. There's a, like a treaty and you can't get money out of Iran. I says, so how am I going to get it? I says, they says, you can fly. I says, well, can I fly home with all that money? I says, how am I going to get out? He says, you can bring your family. I says, I can't bring them. I can't get a, yeah, I can't get a visa at the British Embassy. So, so they wanted to give you cash, Alan. Have I got that right? They wanted to give you no, cash. So they wanted to put you in an Iranian bank account, but you can't, you can't fly out with the money. So, <laughs> and you can't fly MDLs in to take it out for you. So I'd been... I'd been flying back and forward to Iran for about four years trying to take it out. Wow. So basically okay. says, well, that's not happening. I says, unless you transfer the money to a British account. And he says, you can't do that. I says, oh, you want me an account in Dubai? No, no, no. But they were kind of pressing me to sign. I says, wow. look, I'm not signing anything. I says, because I can't sign anything. I says, unless we get the money sorted first. And yeah. then this guy's still floating about the back. And I says, look, you need to get a guy. <laughs> What's the problem? I says, what's up? What are you wanting? Right. And eventually they come out and he says, look, this is, uh, that's the local mafia in Tehran. He says, oh, really? <laughs> he says, He's been sent there. He says, to any deal that goes through, we have to pay the mafia 
before you can leave. You are. <laughs> you're joking. Alan, no, you're joking so, me. You get him £10,000 <laughs> once, once you agree to sign. How much? Says, All right. But basically, I says, well, it's not happening. I says, take me back to the hotel. I says, give me a return ticket. So they took me back to the hotel and I got my return ticket, but it was just a hassle, man. I had to fly back to Dubai. And a Christmas hassle? Day. Alan, that sounds like a... <laughs> That's a life-threatening situation. No, no. Been in worse. I mean, if you've been in worse, I mean, I don't, I, we won't even start on that. <laughs> so, right, I'm going right, to... So, for, away from Iran and India, let's, let, let's fly back to Norfolk again. Aye. The sunny Norfolk broads. What was your best experience in the city as a whole? Norwich, of course. Um, what was your best experience on the pitch? I mean, I remember standing in the stands at Birmingham away... I think we actually got a lift uh, with you, mate, didn't we? Um, uh, and I remember s- screaming, Alan, Alan, go, Alan, go. And, I did, and it was a great chant. I was so disappointed you didn't stay for longer. But anyway, enough about me. What was your favourite um, moment in yellow? We actually beat Cardiff at home. And I played had a good game that night. We beat Cardiff at home. I think we still had a chance to stay up at the time. I think... Um, Young centre forward, Cody, was it McDonald, was it? He scored that night. He just came on his debut and scored. But it was a great night in Cardiff for obviously a good side at the time. But that was one of my best games probably for Norwich. Had another good game for Watford at the time uh, against Watford. Yeah. They beat Watford at home, so there wasn't many highlights. Obviously, it was a bad season for the club. But personally, I enjoyed the games. And and Carroll Road was obviously always full when you went there, so it was a great atmosphere. What I always like playing at night time as well, mate. Yeah, so, under yeah, the lights of Carrow eh? Nothing better than that. But but, but no. you've experienced some atmospheres by the sounds of things. You've you've been you've been in it with a mafia member in, in some sort of Iranian suite somewhere. You've been in an Indian <laughs> Cup final stadium with one hundred twenty thousand people. You've been at the Ibrox with Rangers. You've been in the UEFA Cup final, and then of course under the lights at Carrow nothing. <laughs> Nothing compares. Uh, to be fair, I'm not just saying that, but some of the best fans I've ever been. Really? The club relegated, like, nobody really gave it any stick to players. Everybody was great, but never many experiences like that before, you know what I mean? What was it like being part of that relegation season? Like, what was it really like? Like, how did it feel? You know, what went on behind the scenes? Like, It was sad, mate, but obviously that, it was sad because I, I wasn't really part of the full season or what had been going on before, obviously changing management and stuff, so... It was harder on obviously people that still had contracts over there before and knew people more, but I'd only knew people for a few months. But it was sad, obviously, and I ended up, I had to go back to Rangers, I still had about a year and a half left my contract there yeah. at the time, but I didn't really know what else was happening or didn't know what was happening with Gunny at the time, the management or anything. Mm-hmm. So I went back and then I'd already had a few offers other clubs in the Championship, but I ended up going to Plymouth at the time after that and Paul Stark was there. Yeah. And so, did, was there ever a feeling for you? Of, was that it? Like when we got relegated, did you know? You know, no, you know what? That's my time at Norwich. Done. Was there ever a moment where you thought I would like to sign oh, for Norwich really. Premier League? I'd have loved, loved to stay at Norwich Premier League, but I never really spoke about it at the end, just because okay. just the situation we'd been relegated, and then Rangers were obviously looking to to get money for me. Sure, I think a few clubs had already agreed a fee with Rangers for me before I'd went to Norwich. There was, um, that sounds a bit bad saying, but when I was at Blackpool, I'd, I'd probably, I could have about 
I think there was six or, six clubs or something they did for me, so I could have went to six different clubs, but wow. then I, I went to Wolves because obviously they were going to the Premiership at the time, and then I failed a medical at Wolves, and basically that bad publicity killed me that everybody pulled their bids out, ah. and then that's, and then Walter Smith had pulled me into his office just before the transfer window had shut and says, what you want to do? And I says, well, I'm happy to stay here and fight for my place. And he says, oh, he says, no, he's on, on the phone again because they'd obviously try to sign me. Like, okay. So before he says, would you like to go up there and loan? Or down there and loan, sorry. I says, well, aye. I says, if you speak to him, he says, I'll give him your number. So that's how I ended up coming. Ah, I don't okay. mind saying that in badness, but I just, nobody wanted to take a chance on me because I'd failed this medical for a problem I had that I never knew I had. But we did and we got to see you on the pitch a glimpse <laughs> a glimpse literally literally a glimpse blink and you were uh, gone gutted mate right so let's now um, this is all over the shop this one but you know this is the way it's flowed um you, you've kind of beat me a, a wee bit you were recently down at the wes and rust testimonial yeah how was that for you uh, it was a brilliant great occasion for both players i was that played with wes and kept in touch him all through my career but i don't really know Russ, but I know some of the other players were involved in the game and then when Wes was talking to us about it, he says, you want to come down and play? And I said, well, I was only there on loan, but he was saying, oh, it's just kind of friends of me that are playing anyway that played with me, he says, so if you wouldn't mind coming down. So it was great to get down and then go in the park with some atmosphere that day, obviously, because they won the league just before yeah, it as well. And exactly. the trophy, so the place was bouncing. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, mate, you had a flyer. You performed really well. <laughs> I'm alright, mate. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say that was your best performance in yellow, but you were playing in green. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, right. So, 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 what's happening right now? Are you at Queens Park right now? Is that correct? No, no. I'm just helping out doing finishing my coaching badges there right, last year. Right. So okay. I retired a bit. I retired a bit too, just two and a half years ago or something. You need to update your Wikipedia page, mate. Yeah. <laughs> And what's your plan for the future then? Where are you going? What's next? Don't really know what my plans are to be honest, mate. But I was involved in a Indian consortium there. I'm trying to do a takeover at Falkirk, one of my old clubs. Right. So we, um, I don't know if that will still happen. I know I might just wait in the year. So maybe I'll be back working there. Or okay. I've done my coaching badges, so I'm on my license now. So not interested in going back to Iran, though. <laughs> if the money was right, but we've kids. <laughs> Oh dear, there's a, man. There's a few British players recently been over in Iran, but so oh, okay. things like that have changed now. There's players yeah. going to Iran and going to I worked at a football league field, so there's people going to Saudi Arabia, there's people yeah. going to Iraq. So different places now. Sure. So, times have changed in football. You were the trailblazer. All over the world. You were the trailblazer. You look at all English players now going to Germany. Yeah, sure. No, absolutely. Alan, do you st- are you still following the boys in yellow? Mate, so. Do you still follow Norwich? Yeah, yeah, I still watch them, obviously. Still watch the results all the time, and, and it'll be a lot easier now because obviously in the Premier League, so you get all the, the highlights and stuff, match of the day, anywhere in the UK now. So I always look at the results. Don't know many people still at the club now, but. Well, you know me. Uh, <laughs> <you're bad. laughs> I know Kenny McLean's there as well. So oh, what? Do you, do you know Kenny? Just for playing against him when he was up in Scotland, I, but. He, he, had a, he had a great time. He had a great time in uh, the promotion part. He, he, he had a few. He had a few drinks. He had a few drinks. Alan, um, I've just got one last question, which is: Have you got a message to the Norwich City fans that are listening to this? Uh, 
just it was my pleasure to play for Norwich City. Just unfortunate it was in a it wasn't in a great timing, but I loved every minute and wished them uh, the best for the future and hopefully they do well in the Premiership next year. Alan, top man, you've been a gent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So that is it, guys. That is our second ever audio exclusive TNC podcast. We've had Jens Berthlasku in Denmark. We've had Alan Gow. I mean, God knows where he is. He's in Iran. He's in India. He's in Scotland. Who knows where he is? But we've had it everywhere. And who knows where we'll be next week? Maybe we'll be in India. Maybe we'll be in Iran. Who knows? Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time.